0: All that sitting and swiping, our backs hurt, our eyeballs sting. That's our bodies adapting to our technology. But we can do something about it. We saw amazing effects. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. There's no turning back from me. Make 2024 the year you put your health before your inbox. And take the Body Electric Challenge. Listen to Body Electric from NPR on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh.
1: Let's go, let's go. Episode 12 starts right now. Hi, I'm the Ant-Man. Michael Glavin, welcome back to another WrestleChat podcast. How are you, sir? How's your week been?
2: I am doing wonderful. Thank you for asking, uh... I'm going to coin the phrase every time I come on here. It's been a great and busy week in professional wrestling. I'm excited to get into
1: it. Yeah, me too. It's clear that Oprah Winfrey is the new head of distribution of titles at WWE. You get a title. You get a title. You get a new title. You get a new title. So far, we've seen the WWE title and the Universal title morph into one into a black strap gold background undisputed title not bad about that i like the way this thing looks it makes all the sense in the world too of course it was awarded to the 1000 plus day reign of roman reigns last friday we saw oscar being awarded the w what they said was the wwe women's title however it reads women's undisputed champion at the bottom of the front plate looks like uh, roman's undisputed title yet uh, achieved without you know any of the same accomplishments <laughs> and on white as well I, I, which one do you like better so far do you like the golden white or golden black
2: uh i it's tough um it, you know change is always hard when mm. when the when the black and gold i was like oh i'm a little uneasy about it i don't not like it but i'm not completely sold on it obviously it's grown on me um in time uh you know since that's happened but with that said white on gold is money yeah. baby like it looks it's good it's Good.
1: It's I mean, really good. The, the titles have up here behind me. The these it, traditional. It's black. It's the the gold plates on the black, uh, the black straps. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of the the tradition. But man, I, I think I might be a, a bigger fan of these women's titles than the men's. Monday we saw a raw kickoff with Rhea Ripley, the previous SmackDown Women's Champ, be awarded the newly designed, and yes, on a white strap as well, Women's World Championship. It looks like uh, Seth's World Title. Just a. Maybe a tad? I need to go look at the dimensions. Maybe just a tad smaller. And by the way, mm-hmm. replicas of all these titles conveniently available for pre-order and free shipping over at com. Uh, so here we are. Both the top men have new titles. Both the the top women have new titles. For you, what's the next title that you're checking off the revamp list?
2: Well, I would have to believe... Um, but I don't know, man, because the, the current us title isn't really that old. No, not the at intercontinental all. title's title is not that old, but I would say the intercontinental title now is the most boring of all of them. Um, we went through and, and, and that's not saying that I don't like it. I think it, it looks good. Um, but the, the thing that's making all of the other titles look a lot sharper right now is they have some dimension uh, to them but with the uh the intercontinental title with it just being gold straight on black mm-hmm. um i mean even if you think back to some of the other uh, wwe titles even the uh the um the the big eagle that you have uh behind you yeah. um it has like the blue in it and and stuff like that to kind of give it some pop um so i would think maybe the intercontinental title but um they're all fairly new so i don't know what to expect out of that to be honest with you.
1: we got to we got to unify these tag straps though right
2: i would think and and they already started on it in the women's yeah.
1: um yeah uh unifying and you know we're seeing- NXT and women's Tag. Yep.
2: yep, and so I don't know if they're gonna do something else there, but but you are definitely right. Uh, we do need to do something with the uh, with the tag titles. I I've not personally been a fan of of these particular tag titles. I was a huge fan of the Raw and SmackDown tag titles back in the day, yeah. especially the Raw ones. They were sharp, dude, mm. and
1: uh, got an old school feel to them.
2: Yeah, and so when when the new tag titles came out that it looked like they just smashed some pennies and threw it on some leather uh, you know railroad okay. track Did you ever do that yeah. put pennies on a railroad yeah, track yeah 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 that's what it looks like s- and so, uh, you know, they got a little bit better when they went to Raw and SmackDown because they at least had a little bit of spunk to them. But I'm hoping to see some really nice looking tag titles again, and I'm I'm confident that it'll happen, especially with the renewed push and the in, to to push tag teams recently.
1: Maybe hey, for the tags, they can lay some some quarters or some silver dollars down on the railroad tracks. Get, there you go, a little more get expensive. Some, Although some I John wish, F. Kennedy
2: action on there. Some,
1: <laughs> absolutely, why not? I, they they are hurting the 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 pocketbook though, releasing all. Of of these replicas all at one time i mean we've got to space this out a little bit guys let's yeah let's for think, five six hundred dollars a pop my goodness well at least the the shipping's free so we're good there well, better be let's <laughs> jump into monday night raw boy all the way around this was one of the most awkward starts to any show that i've seen in recent history i don't know if if vince is calling in last minute changes or someone started the dance on the wrong foot but Becky had a hard time talking. Zoe had a hard time talking. Kevin Patrick, the announcer, had a hard time talking. It felt sometime like the the characters were missing from, like from a play where someone had to pick up their lines and try to kind of help make sense of the story. It's what it felt like when, when these, these ladies were talking. Do you have any guesses on the cause of these missteps at the start of Raw this week? You know, I'll
2: defend everybody to say that, you know, there is no other... Industry in entertainment Like WWE They are putting on Three since we're just talking about Raw they're doing three hours Of content just on Raw and two On Smackdown every single Week and and honestly You're just gonna have some off Nights you know with all the people that Were involved you know to your Point maybe there was some last minute rewrites Maybe they were flying by the seat of their pants It felt a little awkward Comparatively speaking but it's way better than it was six months ago. I can tell you
1: that right well, also now. Also, remember, I mean, this thing's live, live, live. Yep. There's, there's no retakes in any of this either.
2: Yeah, the, the only thing that I thought was that, that actually kind of made me chuckle. I mean, the whole night felt a little awkward, but nothing that wasn't passable in my book. But the, the funny, the funny moment where I kind of laughed out loud was um, when Chelsea Green and uh, Sonia Deville came out. And Zoe Stark was kind of talking smack. She did like a little lunge at him, but the problem was she was like fifteen feet away, (laughs) and I was like, I don't think that's gonna be scary from fifteen feet away. And so, uh, but but again, uh, you know, it's live television. It was a little bit of an awkward night getting everything rolling, but ultimately the storylines are still falling in place. It was written well but delivery was just a little off
1: that. Zoe's green, too. Don't forget that. Yeah. I mean, she's the first, first few shows. Actually, it's the first show that she's been on where she was by herself, too, if you think about yeah. that. After first time a month,
2: with, with a mic that I'm aware of, too.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. After Monday was done, we had a, a, a few matches confirmed and filled out for the Money in the Bank coming up on July 1st, the men's ladder match. We're going to see L.A. Knight, Ricochet, Shinsuke, Damian Priest, Butch, and Santos Escobar all battling for the coveted briefcase holding a contract that's good for now any title, anytime, anywhere. I'm not sure that I love the fact that it's something you can cash in on any title now. That's that's not the uh, the big deal on the, the, that big of a deal on the women's side, but with the men's, it seems a little anticlimactic to cash the briefcase in on Austin Theory for the U.S. title. Uh, what do you think about this new option or at least something that they're high? Maybe it was always there. It's just something that they're highlighting now that that's something that Austin Theory did do was it in on the U.S. title. Uh,
2: I, I think, I don't know that it's always been there because if you go back and listen to promos, yeah. you know, I remember, you know, Lillian Garcia back in the day for a world title shot, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Always, I think the situation that we're in, um, I, do I like it? standalone? No, I think think the world title needs to be in jeopardy for it to really be awesome. However, I do think it's the right business move at this time. Here's why. We are in this almost pre-attitude era season right now where we are making new superstars and not just a wwe superstar i'm talking about real life superstars the next rock sure the next steve austin the next undertaker we're making those people right now but business still has to happen while we're making those people and so we have this match that all the performers in it are amazing they're this is a great match that's going to happen are they big names right now they're known names, known inside the business. I w- yeah, inside the business, but otherwise, you know, they're not there. So I, I think what what they're doing is smart in that they're going to use this to elevate some people and get them to main event status, um, while. Uh, while you know obviously doing business in the meantime you know we got spoiled when money in the bank was first around because you had in the same match you had Kane, you had edge you had cm punk you had jeff hardy yeah. you had randy Oh, huge names uh, yeah huge names and and we took it for granted at the time just because it felt normal with you know everybody that was in them um but but we're we're raising up a new crop of people so do i like it in the end no not my favorite thing but I think it's the right business decision. Both right
1: the, la- the ladies that are climbing the ladder are Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Zelina, and Eosky. My early prediction on this here is that Becky's going to battle the other ladies, but having an especially hard time with Zoe. But Becky ultimately, I think, will come out on top and end up going face-to-face against Rhea at some point. Whenever she finds herself in jeopardy, we'll see Becky or hear Becky's music uh, pop and the whole place will go crazy and she'll come out uh, because they'll build some story. At least that's my prediction here early on. Do you have, uh, do you have an early prediction on the women's side of who comes out on top of uh, this ladder, um, come on, July 1st.
2: On the women's side, it's hard for me to tell right now. Yeah. Um,
1: I say I would, it because I think she's the biggest name. Arguably, she's the biggest name in this match.
2: Yeah, I, I would think it would have to go with someone still a little bit more seasoned. Becky, Bailey, something to that effect. I, I think, and again, the problem is is that we're building new stars. And so EO's great, Zoe's great, Zelina's great, but... It's not going to have that mm when when one of them takes it. Sure. And so I, I think this match will be fairly predictable when we get into it. When we see somebody roll out of the ring and disappear for, you know, eight minutes of the match, I think it'll be pretty <laughs> telling.
1: Well, they've done a great job on recall when it comes to a matchup between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor because it was seven years ago that these two battled for the very first Universal title. Finn won that battle only to have to relinquish – the strap the next night this rematch of sorts has been looked forward to by many for quite some time i think that this match could be a show stealer and i don't know that you can call it a show stealer when it's the world champion uh, battling in this but i think these two regardless of what's on the line whether it's a title or it's not a title if it's just pride or it's something else uh these two can steal any match of any show at any time
2: Absolutely, it's it's going to be a banger of a match, and um, I, I think there was a little bit, uh, you know, constructive criticism while remaining positive. I think the build up to it uh, left a little bit to be desired. All of a sudden, we've got grumpy Finn Balor. Um, I, I think yeah. that in, in wrestling nowadays, it feels like there always has to be a reason mm-hmm. um, for something like this to happen. But I think I think it could have very been it very well been Finn came out. Um, you know, not grumpy, just came to the ring and said, look, seven years ago, here's what happened. Yep. We've never addressed it. Yep. We've never gone back. Seth Rollins, I'm calling you out. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got no something offense. I want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then no offense uh, to any of the fans that were in attendance, but you guys are kind of douchebags. <laughs> like They were ruining that segment.
1: They really and- were.
2: And, and the guys were being super patient, and Seth did a great job of navigating that, but like, man, like, you gotta know when to stop, and and I think the fans kind of overstayed their welcome in that segment, but to flip to the other side, you know, gimmicks can backfire on you, and and I believe that this Seth Rollins gimmick is backfiring on him a little bit in the sense of, yeah, he's wacky, he's zany. Um, but I can't take him as seriously as a champion. Boy, when he gets in a match and and the gimmick kind of disappears, boy, I love that. Guy. He's better
1: than a champion. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's better than a champion. Um, so there's just some nuance to this, and and I do think it'll be a passing match. I don't even know that either one of them will win clean uh, this go around. I, I could see, you know, interference by the Judgment Day causing a DQ. Champion retains the whole yep. deal. I, I do think SummerSlam. My prediction early on, before we're even getting to any booking, is I think the title will change hands at SummerSlam. Oh, really? Um, okay. I do. Um, we'll mark this day down. Yep. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in the background. Um, if you pay attention to the business, that that says that that they wanted to put it on Seth to to have a good, strong, established champion, and then I can see the world title going to more of an up and comer. Please God, let it be La Night, <laughs> and,
1: and that would be something. That'd be that would be something. I'd like to see that. Back to uh, back to the uh, interrupting this match real quick. This is a, a prime example of be careful what you wish for. How long have we wanted crowds to stop saying what, yeah. what over and over and over again? Instead, now we have them singing songs. So I almost would rather have what those tended to die down much quicker than the. oh oh, oh." Yeah, I'll be and the what's never never enter
2: the 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 what's never stopped a segment. And that's that's the biggest part. Yeah, Um, because if anybody's ever been in an arena, if you've got even half of them singing, (laughs) it is deafening. And so props to those guys for hanging in there.
1: July 1st, London's O2 Arena. Cody is going to battle Dominic. A quick turnaround for a story feud here, but not terrible for what I perceive as potentially just a one-off. I do like the fact that they are both legacy superstars, not referring to the faction, but to the heritage. If they did decide to go... More than one match. That might be a cool angle to play off of. That you know they haven't talked a lot about. I mean, they have. They've touched on it, but uh, I know they've. Dusty's been been brought up many many times in, in in Cody's story. But that might be one that you actually utilize it on. Is that you know my dad. You know we're we're both kids of big stars, things like that. And uh, so we'll see what happens here. But uh, there's a lot of rumors. Uh, and discussions going on about Cody and Brock and what part three is going to look like. The prediction right now is that it's going down to SummerSlam, but with a stipulation, a gimmick, if you will, possibly a bull rope match, Mm -hmm. similar to a strap match, if you've ever seen a strap match. However, the difference maker is included, uh, one that would give almost certainty to blood in this match, and that's the metal cowbell, strategically placed evenly between the two ends of the ropes. If you see Brock Lesnar on one end of that, you see Cody Rhodes on the other end of that. The story of a bull rope match and the Rhodes family goes way, 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 way back. And man, this could be a very bloody, but a very interesting battle at SummerSlam if indeed it does happen.
2: Yeah, uh, so following up uh, on both those things, um, cody um, Dominic is going to be a great match. And for the things that I've poked at on this episode... I want to highlight that this is how you do it. No gimmicks, no. no no crazy grumpy people. It was Dominic being a greasy heel and Cody just being Cody and getting under each other's skin. And you know what? We just need to duke it out in a ring, so let's do it. I am very much looking forward to that match. Two guys that are highly talented inside of the ring. It's going to be... I, I think that a lot of people... Um, are not thinking about that match too much, but for me, it's the sleeper on the whole card. I, I, I think that very well has the possibility to steal the show.
1: It could be one of those that they do the match and it just, you know, he moves on and does the the thing with Brock, but then you mm-hmm. see that something, things that happen in that match are brought back up for a feud later down the line.
2: And or that be maybe either. Brock costs Cody the
1: match. Yeah. In fact, it, it would be the first time in, in over a year that Brock is not on a premium live event if he ends up not being at Money in the Bank. So I I think that's where you see uh, that next match gets set up as something does happen with Brock inside this one. Speaking of SummerSlam, we've got your hookup on SummerSlam tickets, two tickets on the lower level Detroit's Ford field coming up on August 5th. And there's only a couple of weeks left for you to get registered. If you're watching this right now on YouTube, you see the link there at the bottom of your screen. It's wrestle dot slash summer. Only two more weeks for you to get signed up before we draw a winner, because we want to give you plenty of time to make all your arrangements and, and uh, schedule all your plans there in Detroit, August 5th. Be with WrestleChat Podcast at SummerSlam this year. WrestleChatPodcast.com slash summer. Check that out and get signed up right now. AEW Dynamite. Boy, this show kicked off hot this week. If there there's one thing that has become a signature for this brand, it is hot starts to their shows. Now, the last three weeks, somewhat of an exception. I'm a huge Orange Cassidy fan, but three weeks in a row of Orange Cassidy kicking off the show might be a little much. But this week, Championship Eliminator match. Adam Cole versus AEW champ MJF. If Cole wins the match, he gets a shot at the title. I I would have been fine if this match had gone an hour, Broadway. Take up the whole first hour of Dynamite with Cole versus MJF, no winner. Instead, we got half that. We got a half-Broadway, 30-minute time limit draw. Brilliant finish in this whole thing. Great, great booking. One detail, one detail, though, I think, that would have made this a little bit better, and that is if Justin would have popped on and give 10 minutes remaining in this match, mm-hmm. five minutes remaining in this match, and you forget about it at maybe three and a half, four minutes, and then you hear the bell ring. I'm anxious mm-hmm. to see what the ratings look like for Dynamite in their quarter hour and their minute-by-minute minute this coming week because uh, with only a week's worth of promotion, this was a fantastic main event, much less a, a show kickoff. And, man, what a way to kick off Dynamite this week
2: you what um, those those guys are two of the best in the business right now mm-hmm. and in that match um, as I've said before I'm I'm kind of uh, graduating into AEW I'm learning more I'm watching more and um, I was highly highly impressed with that match not only that it made the show just feel like it took off on a rocket but um, MJF is just if he's ever not a heel, he might as well just retire because he just, he is the best heel, made to be a that heel I've right? ever seen. Yeah. And, um, you know, Adam Cole, um, he reminds me, and, and people may want to lynch me for this, but Adam Cole for me is like a, a, a akin to Dolph Ziggler a little bit in the sense of very few people could sell a match like Dolph Ziggler could. Um, you know, Dolph had a few runs with the world championship, but Dolph put everything um, he could in a match, and I love watching Adam Cole because when uh, when Adam Cole's in a match, you feel it. And so it was it was just a great bout between the two guys. I love watching them. Um, and then the finish, uh, I wasn't paying attention. I knew about the thirty minute rule, yeah. and right at that pin to hear you know ding ding ding, I thought it was like the Washington DC screw job is what I thought it was. But then when I realized, Oh, time ran out. I was like, that's cool. And, and in fact, I texted you and was like, very cool. (laughs) And so really, really, really well done.
1: I think so too. Take a look at this picture. Chris Jericho clearly rated Seth Rollins closet. The wizard decked out in all black with the exception of his pink sparkly shoes. Uh, there to see where Sammy Guevara's loyalty lies. Here's my tweet as well. Yeah, see, we're talking about his, talking about his shoe. There, I don't, I don't hate a buildup of a match between these two, between Sammy and between uh, Jericho. Imagine what it would be like for Sammy to face his hero at Wembley. What if that got to happen? Before you comment on that, though, uh, Michael, what, what did you think of the Ocho's outfit? Um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's
2: it's interesting to say the least. He is uh, you know, a rock and roll god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he in heels uh, now. In heels. Y- yeah. And um it, you know, I, I'm not gonna speak ill of Chris Jericho. I'm just gonna gently say maybe he had a lapse in judgment. Maybe so. Um uh but uh I, I hold it I hold a very unpopular opinion that I think Chris Jericho um could be GOAT or potentially Mount Rushmore. And, uh, and I would dare not speak against, uh, him, but, but it was, uh, it was rough.
1: It was, pas, right? <laughs> it was rough. It was <laughs> Fightfuls. Sean Ross Sapp stole my tweet too. Look at this. He made it his own and got much more response than mine did. Guys, I need your help. Let's not let something like this happen again. Go follow me on, on Twitter. Tweet along at the Antman. This is ridiculous. I saw his tweet come out after mine. Like that, You said the exact same thing. You just put a different person's name in there. Come on, Sean Ross Sapp. Tonight, be sure to uh, uh, check out AEW's Collision, sure to be a bookmark in the history of pro wrestling as Collision premieres on TNT tonight. CM Punk in the main event teaming with FTR in the promo that played during Dynamite. Punk said, well, he's not sure what he's going to say until he has a mic in his hand. He's set to succeed uh, set up to succeed in, in his uh, hometown return there. Punk's hometown is in Chicago. My wonder though, is what week two of collision is going to sound like any guesses.
2: I don't know. We talked about this last week a little bit. Um, I've, I won't rehash my, my thoughts on the CM Punk situation. I think here's, here's what I know. It's going to be very clear in the sense of it's going to it's going to be polarizing and so he's either going to get booed out of the place or it's going to be just as good of a reception as normal believe me despite all the chaos out of it i hope he's well received because cm punk in wrestling at the end of the day is still better than cm punk not in wrestling and so i really hope that um you know whatever reconciliation did happen is going to stick we can see a great run from CM Punk, and he can, however long he's got left, he finishes strong uh, in the way he should and ride off into the sunset. Um, but, but you are correct that that second episode of Collision is, is going to show us a lot.
1: Well, ESPN showed us a lot, and that was a side from Punk that no one has seen since he left, that being his side of the story of how Brawl Out went down. It's a great read. I'll link it up in the description of this episode. I personally think the biggest challenge for AEW's new show is yet to come, and that's college football. Although typically a regional interest in whatever Saturday night games are played, that's something you can't DVR and watch later. So hopefully AEW is going to get on a roll before September gets here and uh, and they can keep that momentum as they go, long before September arrives, the Manchild Chronicles drops on YouTube. The countdown is officially on though. How many more days do we have, Michael? Uh,
2: I don't know the day numbers, but we are launching on July the seventh. We are, yes, hard at work, uh, writing content. And uh, producing a lot of video stuff for this episode. Guys, I would encourage you to join us. Our goal for the Manchild Chronicles is to essentially make it like a variety show available on the internet. Uh, This is gonna be visually captivating. It's gonna be fun with games and uh, really great content from the entertainment sector. Really encourage you guys to join us. We even might punch you in the feels here and there with some family stories or some fatherhood tidbits. So you never know what you're going to get, Man Child Chronicles. Uh, we just dropped an episode yesterday. It yep. is our Ted Lasso episode. Oh, so if really? You, if you were a Ted Lasso fan, we've given you some time to make sure that you're all the way through the end. We spend the first Probably 45 minutes of the episode talking about Ted Lasso, all three seasons in its entirety. And then at the end, we throw in some hot potato, which is one of our favorite games. Sure. And then to finish it all off for for those uh, of maybe slightly advanced age out there, we did the best SNL cast members of all time oh, oh, draft. That's fun. So that's cool. uh, join us. It dropped yesterday. It's available wherever you watch Russell chat podcast
1: okay I, I haven't watched any of ted lasso uh, did did you just quit the podcast uh, i should save that for later we made it almost to the end too
2: <laughs> almost to the end if uh le, all, the only thing i'll say is this okay if ted lasso had a couple more seasons mm-hmm. it would be better than the office that's all i'm gonna say
1: wow yeah that's huge yep i'm a huge office fan all right so i should go start it then is what it's a saying.
2: bold statement cotton we'll see if it plays <laughs> off <laughs>
1: If, you, if you're if you watching this right now on YouTube, if you'll scroll down in our page, you'll see the other channels, and right there you'll see the Man Child Chronicles. Go ahead and click on that and hit subscribe so you don't miss the first episode or any other episodes after that. It's right there on our page on the WrestleChat Podcast. A great kickoff to SmackDown last night, a tag team gauntlet match which saw in, it's their words, not mine, two tasty snacks. pretty deadly (laughs) winning and getting a shot at the undisputed tag titles taking on sammy and kevin at money in the bank i'll be honest i was as a little surprised to not see your boys imperium in the gauntlet match Mm -hmm. is there any part of you that sees zayn and owens having a misstep and dropping the straps to prince and wilson coming up on july 1st
2: i actually do um you know, I'm personally not super vested in Pretty Deadly yet, but it is undeniable that they are functioning great as a team. Boy, Their are gimmicks are, are really good. Uh, I loved the commentary uh, from Wade Barrett. Um, <laughs> Wade Barrett! Um but uh, talking about the androgynous-ness of uh of Pretty Deadly. But um, we know that, that Kevin and Sammy have to move on from the tag titles at some point in time, yeah. and it, nothing would make me happier than to, to see the straps go to some younger guys that, that have a lot of mileage uh, left in them and can really bring some new, fresh air to, to the tag team division.
1: I'll be honest, I would, I would rather see that than to see Kevin or Sammy turn on each other. Yes. That they just end up, something happens, they lose them, and they kind of just drift on. They stay friends, and they drift on to their their own programs. I I would like that a lot more. I I would still like to see maybe a few more months. So maybe this match happens, and it just builds a feud, and maybe it happens later on. Maybe it happens at SummerSlam. I don't know. but We'll see. uh, We'll see. July 1st is when those two will meet face-to-face for the first time Uh, on this SmackDown. We're going to give the rest of this time to this one in particular Uh, storyline as it as it deserves i noticed that when roman started his walk to the ring there was 20 minutes left in the show by the time jay made it out and said his first sentence there was nine and a half minutes left and now i'll be fair there was a three minute commercial break in there too Mm -hmm. but whether there was a commercial break or not it was still going to be just as long (laughs) Yep. for Romans. Puts the
2: undertaker to shame, I'll tell oh you that my. right now. <laughs>
1: I think he's trying to break, he broke, you know, breaking records, holding the title, now he's trying to break the record for longest entrance to the ring. Uh, we need some druids or something. Something yep. that's, maybe not druids, something that's more, you know, uh, tribal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something but without question it has it was the best nine minutes in pro wrestling so far this week i wondered if the wise man would still be carrying the wwe and universal titles to the ring and of course he did i think he's permanently attached to those now (laughs) paul's in love but jimmy and jay they are not when it comes to the bloodline the population of the island of relevancy is now two more members down and they signed their exit papers with some twin magic on roman reign's chin Not once, but twice. And just like that, the Usos made it clear, Roman Reigns is no longer their tribal chief. Mm -hmm. But here's my question. What's the match at Money in the Bank? Mm
2: -hmm. What are you thinking? That I'm not sure. Here's what I can tell you. You know, uh, commentary books this as the end of the bloodline. And while that is technically true... But what is also true is this story is far, far, far from over. And I think it is going to be really cool to see this transition. Um, There's there's lots of different ways we can handle it. You could do a couple bouts of some singles competitions between a combination. It looks like we could see some tag team action come in in the form of solo Sokoa. Uh, I like that. As far as money in the bank, I'll be honest, I'm not sure quite yet. I haven't. I haven't wrapped my head around it quite yet to see hmm you know what are the possibilities here but what I do know as you so eloquently said it is the best few minutes in professional wrestling and it is the best few minutes of my week um, so so yeah I think we've got a lot of mileage left in this storyline yeah. we're going to see
1: and I will say that that best 9 minutes in pro wrestling so far because CM Punk does have a live mic tonight We'll see what what happens there. Hey, don't forget, there are only two weeks left to get signed up before we give out two tickets to SummerSlam, lower level Ford Field. The show is happening on August 5th. Make sure you go sign up before July 1st at WrestleChatPodcast.com so you can be in the drawing for these tickets. It's going to be a fun time in Detroit, no matter what part of the bloodline is facing other previous members. I mean, you're right. The story, the story is it's not over yet. And in fact, sometimes it feels like we're just getting started in this story. Mm-hmm. Even though it feels like this group is slowly, slowly dwindling, that doesn't mean that it, it can't add more members. I mean, Rock's daughter's down in NXT. Mm-hmm. What if she just get, gets called up? That'd be kinda I, cool to see. I
2: truly believe that. We are actually going to get Dwayne this next year at forty. Um, I really do. I think all of this is leading up to that. the The non wrestling world uh, points to that as well. You know, in all of the headlines, XFL did not have a great opening year. Um, some of Rock's other projects have not fared super well. Shows done, yeah. And uh, and so. Yeah, young rock and we're seeing him step back into a little bit of his groove uh you know something he said he was never going to do which was step back into the fast universe and i believe the writing is on the wall that that duane is going to take a little bit of time to to do what he knows he's good at and what we know he's good at is being the electrifying one the people's champion the rock And so um, I fully expect I'm going to call it now before the summer even hits. I think Dwayne is going to put down Roman Reigns at -hmm. WrestleMania 40 um, to dethrone the tribal chief.
1: That could be so, so good. And I'm more excited about the story leading up to that even before (laughs) that happening. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us again this week. Michael, great to see you as well. Thank you for being on uh, every week as always. And uh, make sure you go sign up for the Man Child Chronicles podcast on YouTube because they launch coming up on July 7th. You won't want to miss that very first episode. Uh, That's going to do it for this week. We'll see you next Saturday morning right here on the Wrestle Chat Podcast.
0: All that sitting and swiping, our backs hurt, our eyeballs sting. That's our bodies adapting to our technology. But we can do something about it. We saw
1: amazing effects.
0: I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. There's no turning back from me. Make 2024 the year you put your health before your inbox. And take the Body Electric Challenge. Listen to Body Electric from NPR on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.